0: once again ask him for his anointing in this house he would speak to our hearts tonight Lord Jesus we need your anointing God in this house God to move among us Lord have your perfect will tonight Father we need your anointing hallelujah it is your anointing Lord that destroys the yoke Hallelujah, we trust in you tonight, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Just real quick, um, I do want to give my pastor honor tonight, give him double honor. Thankful for the opportunity to preach the the word of God tonight amongst friends and guests. I don't, to my knowledge, I don't have an enemy among us. So if I've ever cut you off or offended you, forgive me. I want to make it to heaven. Amen, I love you. Amen, I love this church. I love this gospel. Amen. If you'd open your Bibles with me to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 1, I'll begin reading at verse 1. 1 Samuel, chapter 1, verse 1. Say amen when you're there. Scripture reads... Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim Zoophim of Mount Ephraim and his name was Alkanah, the son of Jerichoam the son of Elihu the son of Tohu the son of Zuth an Ephraite an Ephrathite and he had two wives the name of one was Hannah and the name of the other Peninnah And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of the city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Peninnah, his wife, and to all her sons and her daughters, portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb, and her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. From that passage, I want to preach on this thought. When your want becomes greater than your can't, when your want becomes greater than your can't, amen. You may be seated. It was on one of the yearly trips to Shiloh that that Hannah reached her breaking point. She was tired of her adversary provoking her. When it was time to eat, she had to sit at the table with no children of her own, looking across the table at Penina and her children. This was like opening up an open or a tender wound. She looked across the table and, and saw her husband's second wife with children and her knowing that she was bearing and could not have children. This particular day, barrenness was shameful and looked at as a curse. She made her way to the house of the Lord for a prayer meeting. Hannah, her want, at this point, had exceeded her can't. See, she couldn't have children. But she wanted children. And she grew tired She decided in her mind that she was going to go down and have a discussion with God. How many here can testify in this house tonight? that there was a place or a time in your life when you were walking through hell, life was upside down. Your situation looked impossible, but you found yourself in the house of God in a prayer meeting. Amen. You were there at the altar, pouring your heart out upon God. And Jesus showed up and turned everything around. I know I could get a witness in the house of the Lord tonight. She grew weary. She was tired of being provoked. She was tired of the enemy telling her that you can't have babies. So there she went to the house of God. She began to pray. She began to intercede. She began to ask the Lord, Lord, give me a child. I want a child so bad, Lord. And the scripture says that this, this burden that she had, that it was so heavy upon her, that when she was at the house of the Lord, that, this, that no words were coming out. But only her mouth, only she was speaking, or only you could see or read her lips. And so um, the, the man of God, Eli, looked at her. The Bible says that he marked her mouth. He looked at her. And he thought she was drunk. She said, Woman, he said, Woman, how how long will will you be drunk? And she said, No, no. Eli, don't don't put me in the same category as as the drunkard. Don't don't do that. I'm not drunk. But I've got a burden. I want a child. I want a baby. First Samuel chapter number nine or first one I'm sorry verse number 16 says count not thy handmaiden for a daughter of Belial for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto then Eli answered and said go in peace and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him and she said let thine handmaiden find grace in the sight in thy sight so the woman went her way and did Eden, her countenance was no more sad. Hey, I'm telling you, when you get into the presence of God, amen, he knows how to pick you up and lift you up, amen, he can change that countenance, however you're feeling today. When you get into the presence of God, you can leave, amen, victorious, no longer defeated, no longer down, amen, no longer with a face that's looking down and defeated, amen, but with a face that's upward towards God. hallelujah she walked out with some confidence tonight somebody needs to walk out of this place with some confidence amen the devil's been telling you too long that you can't but if you read this complete story you know that God answered her prayer she bare a son by the name of Samuel. Samuel became a prophet. And he was the last of the judges before the children of Israel demanded a king like all other nations. Because of Hannah's dedication or, or her, her dedication of Samuel to the house of the Lord and the fulfillment of her vow, God blessed her. And she conceived three sons and two daughters after Samuel. I'm telling you, God knows how to bless you. He knows how to make those blessings overflow. Amen, you may ask for one, God will give you two. Amen, you just be faithful to God. Hey, just trust God. Hallelujah. Believe in God. Amen. And Hannah's prayer, I want to read Hannah's prayer. And if you could put this up there. 1 Samuel chapter number two and verse number one. If you've never read this before, the next time you're discouraged, the next time the enemy has beat you down, you just open up to 1 Samuel chapter two and begin reading. I'm going to read her prayer. This it reads, and Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice. In thy salvation. There is none holy. As the Lord. For there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock. Like our God. Talk no more. So exceedingly. Proudly. Let not arrogance come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. And by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken. And they that stumble are girded with strength. They that were full have hired out of themselves for bread, and they that were hungry ceased. So that the barren hath borne seven, and she that hath many children is waxed feeble. The Lord killeth and maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifteth up. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust. Amen. Has the Lord raised anybody up in the house of the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. And lifted up the beggar from the dunghill. To set them among the princes. To make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he had set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints. And the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken into pieces out of heaven. Shall he thunder upon them? The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Amen. Does that sound like a prayer of a defeated one? No. That sounds like a prayer, amen, of someone who has been victorious with God. Someone who's walked through the valley. Somebody, amen, who has endured some struggles in life. Amen. And she knew what it was. Amen. To be antagonized by the enemy. She knew what it was to be told, Hannah, you can't have children. Amen. And here she is. Amen. Just a few days later. Amen. After giving Amen Samuel to the house of the Lord, she said, Hey, God is a God that knows where I am. devil's told you that you can't for so long that he only has to show up once a year to tell you that you can't. See, we, we believe that there's things that we can't do in the kingdom of God. And we've been told that for so long that it has now turned into not only I can't, but it's turned into God can't. God can't fix this. God can't change this. God can't do that for me. God can't. And so we come to service after service, revival after revival. and We've been saying, I can't, I can't, and now it's become God can't. I've come to tell somebody here tonight that he can. He can. You remember Lazarus, dead, four days in the grave. Jesus shows up. Martha says, Lord, by now he stinketh. He's decaying. You know what Martha was saying? Lord, you can't. I don't think you can do this. This is too big of a situation for you. But we all know that Martha was talking to the resurrection. She was talking to the great I am. Amen. She was talking to the one who had the ability to say, Lazarus, come forth. Amen. And Lazarus came out of that grave. Amen. Bound, hand and foot, hopping out of the grave. Amen. God can speak to your situation. But the devil's in the business of telling you that you can't. But with God. But with God. All things are possible. It may be impossible for man. Man may not be able to put that back together again. Man may not be able to put his hands on your situation. And turn things around for you. But if you'll put him into the hands of God. If you'll trust God with your situation. It may take some time. It may not happen overnight. But if you'll put your situation in God's hands, amen, and trust him, amen, God has the ability to turn things around, amen, and work them out. He has the ability to take, amen, that which is destroyed and broken, amen, and he can put it back together. I've seen him do it. For most of you and for myself, the enemies come too late to tell us that God can't. Brother, you can't tell me God can't take somebody and, 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 and save them and, and, and clean them up. You can't tell me that God cannot deliver a, someone who is bound by drugs. You can't tell me that. You cannot tell me that God cannot take a drunkard. And make him sober, and have him sit on a pew, pay his tithes, worship, and live for God. You—you you just can't tell me. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. Not only—not only can God do it for you, but He can do it. He can do it for anybody. Joseph, the dreamer, he faced many challenges in his life. From being sold into slavery by his brothers, accused of rape by Potiphar's wife, to being cast into prison. And while he was in prison, do you doubt in your mind for one minute that the enemy didn't show up to mess with him? Do you think that his prison ride was just was just a, a walk in the park? No. There's no doubt in my mind that the enemy was there every single day to poke him in his ribs and remind him, remind him about that coat his daddy made him, remind him about the dreams he had, and to tell him, Joseph, you can't. Ain't going to happen. Your time is come and gone. It just ain't going to happen. But you know what Joseph did? He just kept walking and believing God. He just kept trusting the Lord. And in Genesis chapter 50 verse 20, he said this to his brothers. But as for you, you thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. You know why? Because with the enemy, amen, is created and and he's made to destroy you. God knows how to turn that around and work it out for your good. The snare and the trap that the enemy has laid before you, amen, God knows Amen, how to make a way around that. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. There ain't no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. No weapon. Hey man, I don't care how hard the devil tries. They sung that song the night, I looked at Brother Martin, I said, man, the devil's got a lot of weapons. But as saints of God, we can, we can tell the devil, that ain't going to work. You could try that, but that's not gonna work. You could come at me this way, but that ain't gonna work. You know why? Because ain't no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. We're more than conquerors. Some of you you've had some weapons, you've had some things thrown at you. But you're still here. I said, you're still here. You're still in the house of God. Some of you have overcome sickness in your body. And the devil told you God can't heal you. But you're healed and you're here. Hey, man, We got a lot to be thankful for. Hey Amen. Whatever sickness, trap, or the enemy has brought your way. Just know that God, hey, man, can turn it around. Hey Amen. God can turn it around. Amen. Hallelujah. Because late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn it around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've had some late night hours. I have. I've had some late night hours. I didn't know how God was going to work it out. But I trusted him. I didn't quite see how he was going to do it, but he did it. He didn't always do it on my time. But he did it on his time. And when he did it, it was better than what I thought it was going to be. Hallelujah. The book of Luke, chapter number 8. We read of the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years. The scripture said that she spent all of her living upon physicians. And neither could be healed of any. But she came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood staunched. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all had denied Peter... And they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him and declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him. And now she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort, Thy faith hath made thee whole. You see, when doctors say they can't, Jesus says, I can. Yeah. That don't mean anything unless you're sick. See, because when you're well, when you're, when you're good, we could read this and we can, we can read about the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years and it's a great story. And we could read that and we go, man, that's amazing. 12 years, sick in her body. She tried everything. She hadn't tried Jesus yet, but she tried everything. But when she heard and knew that if I could just but touch the hem of his garment, I could be made whole. Let me tell you something. When you're sick, that means something. And after 12 years, amen, of being in infirmity, amen, touching the hem of his garment and being made whole. And feeling the virtue of God touch her body. And feeling that transformation, that change, amen, that took place. Amen, there was no hiding that day. Amen, and when Jesus felt, amen, that virtue leave his body, amen, it caused him to stop in his tracks and say, hey. Wait a minute, who touched me? Peter, Peter with his carnal mind looking at the multitude saying, Lord, are you crazy? There's all kinds of people that are trying to touch you and pressing upon you. And Jesus said, no, this was a different touch. This came from a woman who the doctor said, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't help you. This came from a woman who said, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because i spent all of my money, amen, when they said I can't, Jesus said I can. And when she touched the hem of his garment, amen, there was healing for that woman. Tonight there is healing. There is healing in this house for those who have been oppressed. There is healing tonight for those that have come to this church service after service, but still... You battle in, in your mind. The enemy has oppressed your mind. And you struggle. There's a spiritual battle there. And tonight, amen, with the anointing of God, in the healing hand of God, amen, God, amen, can deliver you tonight. If you've come here tonight with sickness in your body, amen, I've come here to tell you tonight that Jesus can and he will. Hallelujah. There is healing, amen, in the house of God. Hallelujah. I wonder how many, how many I can't stories that are in the pews tonight. I wonder how many could get up here and testify. How many of you want to be a better saint of God? How many of you want to be a better husband, a better father, a better wife? a better child a better prayer warrior a better soul winner amen but you know sometimes there are struggles and difficulties in our life that we have to overcome and that we wrestle with and because of those things the enemy shows up and says you can't. You can't win a soul. Is there anybody in here tonight that you've got a burden to win a soul? You want to win somebody to the kingdom of God, to the house of God. But every time him and you think about taking a card and inviting somebody or teaching a Bible study, Amen, there's something that comes up against you says, man, I don't know if I can do this. I can't. Something's keeping me from, from, from witnessing. Amen, tonight, amen, I believe that we can overcome. Amen, that struggle tonight. Amen, because with God, I know that all things are possible. Hallelujah. And the next time that I go to witness or testify, and, I, and that old I can't spirit comes up, Amen. I've got to look the devil in the face and say, No, with Jesus I can, and I will. Amen. We 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 truly are living in the last days. Don't don't even don't think twice about that. We are truly living in the last days. And if there was ever a time to get our house in order. It's right now. If there was ever a time, amen, amen, to be connected with God and to be living right, it's right now. And so I'm not going to believe the devil's lie that I can't. Because there are things that I still know that I want to do before Jesus comes. I got some family that needs to be saved. And so do you. And I'm tired of the devil telling me that God can't save them. I'm tired of the devil telling me that it can't be done, that they're too far gone, that their situation is so bad. Amen. That I just need to move on. Because I'm here tonight to tell the devil that my feet are planted. He's not going to move me. I'm upon the rock. And I know, amen, that if I keep on praying, that if I keep on fasting, and I keep on believing, that I know that God is going to work in my favor. Amen. And I'm going to see God do a work. Amen. In my life, in my family's life. I believe it. I believe it. Amen. I believe it not only for me, but I believe it for you. I believe that no matter how bad the situation may be, that God, once he gets his hand upon it, that he's going to work it out. The real struggle comes with time. Because some of us have been praying for years for things to happen. Some of us have been praying. I'm not talking about one or two years. We've been praying for years. And just because I know some of you, I know some of the things that are dear to your heart. I know some of the people that you're praying for that you want God to save. And I've just come to tell you. Don't stop. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying for your baby boy. Don't stop praying for your girl. Don't stop praying for your father, your mother. Don't stop praying, amen, for your neighbor. Don't stop praying for revival. Don't stop praying for the anointing of God. Don't stop praying, amen, for the move of God. Don't stop praying, amen, hallelujah, for the chains and the shackles of addiction to be broken off of your loved ones. Amen, don't stop praying because we serve a God that hears. We serve a God that sees. We serve a God that knows. Amen. And if you don't stop, and if you don't stop, God's gonna reward you just like He did Hannah. He's gonna reward you. Your prayer will be answered in due season. Hallelujah. You know what our job is? To faint not. We can't faint, church. We've gotta keep pressing on, we've gotta keep moving forward. We've got to keep walking. We've got to keep getting back up again. Amen. When you fall, Amen. You've got to get yourself back up, dust yourself off. Amen. And keep walking with God. Don't listen to the enemy. Don't listen to the enemy. Don't listen to him when he says God doesn't hear you. Don't listen to him when he tells you God doesn't see you. Don't listen. Find an altar. Find a place, amen, to get connected with God. Find a place to get into the presence of God. Because I'm telling you, Just like Hannah, when she got into the presence of God, things changed. Things will change when you get into his presence. Amen. When you get into his anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. The yoke is destroyed and things change. Things change in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I'm afraid that that the cares of life. And the things of this world, if we, if, if we care too much about the things of this life, we won't be able to get into the presence of God like we need to. As I mentioned, we are living in the last days. The scripture talks to us. Jesus gave us the parable of the five wise and the five foolish virgins. I don't want to be part of the the fire foolish. I don't want to come back when the door is already shut. And say, Lord, Lord, open up, Lord. I've come too far to give up. I've come too far to turn around. And so have you. You've come too many miles on your journey, amen, to turn around or to give up. We've got to keep walking. We've got to keep pressing. Amen, our lamps need to be trimmed. We need to have oil in our lamps. I'm telling you, church, there's going to come a cry. There's going to come a cry, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go you out to meet him. And we've got to be ready. We've got to be ready. You say, Hey, what are you talking about? brother? How's that fit into all this? You know why? Because if we believe the devil's lie that we can't or that God can't, we're going to give up too soon. God's telling the church, get ready. Get ready. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you, And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And we've got to be ready. We've got to be ready. Hallelujah. Amen. There's going to come a day when he's going to crack the sky. Hallelujah. He's going to step out. Amen. He's going to call his church home. Musicians, if you'll come, Jesus is coming. We need to be ready. What is it you want? Your want needs to be greater than your can't. There was a time in my life where more than anything, I wanted to be saved. I'm not saying that I don't want to be saved now. I'm just saying that there was a time in my life where literally nothing else mattered. Nothing. I just knew that where I was I was on my way to hell. A young man at the age of 18 someone who knew better I had already been exposed to this truth but out in the world caught up in drugs running around in the streets but there came a time when all that fun came to an end, I'll never forget the night at home, the drugs in my body, and the things that I begin to see as my eyes were, you know, when you do drugs, you it opens you up into a different realm, and Sometimes you begin to see things. You see things in the realm that I believe that God has veil that God has put over our eyes and, and has kept us from. But I remember this particular night feeling so alone, feeling so lost, the only thing that I wanted was to be saved and I remembered a preacher who lived next door to me his name was Brother Ben Tawala and I had lived next door to him prior to living where I was and I remembered saying to myself if I could just get to his house and he could pray for me I know that I could be saved God will save me because I was in a situation where I thought I was on my way to hell and I was but you see before that in the times where I was getting high I didn't think that I could be saved I thought that I'd die lost enemy says you can't you can't make it back to the house of God you can't Ah, but there was a God that said, you can. That was over 25, 26 years ago. So here I am in the house of God. Hey, I had friends. I had friends that say you can't. You can't make it. You'll be back. You're just scared. That'll wear off. They came by. They came by with their dope. They said, come on, man. Let's go ride. I said, I can't. This time it was a good. I can't can't do that no more. Hallelujah, because I'm walking with God. Had a made up mind. As we all stand. Hey Amen. These these altars are open. wonder if there's anybody here tonight that is like Hannah. You've got something so heavy on your heart that you want God to do. And it may seem impossible. But if you'll just spend some time in the presence of God, He can work it all out for you.